So you know in Breaking Bad, it doesn't really get good until they hire the lawyer. Are you doing a meth operation, Mike? Oh. This is the episode where we hire the lawyer. <gasps> I love it. So welcome to West by Pod. I am irritable, and this is my friend, Amused. <laughs> Hello. I am finding this all hilarious. <laughs> I rehearsed this, and Irritable isn't the one I was going to use. What were you going to use? I, I don't, if I remembered, I would have used it. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it how was, about I'm um, it, it was an I word. Regret now. Irrit now. Irrit now. I'm all out. I have no idea. Encumbered. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. Anyways. But we're here, and we're going to do a show. Okay. A good show. Mm-hmm. A fabulous show. Okay. Well, I'll say, anytime you have, like, I have an agenda tonight, Mr. Smith, and we are going That's by... Right. Usually the listeners love it, so I'm all for it. I, I kind of laughed because last week I kind of think I felt like I sold the episode when we got into Whoop Whoop. And then it was like, uh, and Mike came to me later on and go, yeah, that was not a good episode for us. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, crap. Yeah, I enjoyed the episode. And, and, and to date it is our worst played episode. I know. Whoop, well, whoop Whoop is a curse. I have a feeling it's one of those stories. It's not funny unless you experience Whoop Whoop. And then next That's thing true. you know, you're like, if you haven't, yeah. you're like, why do I the, even care about the, the five people who were in the room with you at the time. Oh, they, they put <laughs> they, love they, They're probably our five <laughs> listeners on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that one that one didn't go. I, I should have stuck with my original title of "Let Them Eat Pancakes." That's all right. Because because it's pancake season, and we we had pancakes the other night. Yep. Lent is upon us. What are you giving up for Lent, Mister Smith? Well, I joke with a lot of people and said, you know, I guess I'm going to give up God for Lent. Just go atheist for forty days. But no one found that funny so far. Yeah. And what's that about? I know. I was sitting there going, "That's clever. It's hilarious." I said, "Me and God, we have a, a love hate relationship. So after forty days, you know, they say if you love something, you said." free and then see if it comes yeah, back take some time off take some time off but no one seemed to so no one seemed to think that was funny or clever or actually i said something yesterday at dance studio to a friend of ours and she seemed rather pissed when i brought it up like that so i was like "Ooh, i should have just kept mouth shut you hit hit a nerve with that one. i did i did i did so, so really what i'm giving up for lint is snack food but I, I'm saying no, this is for the betterment of the podcast, because I'm drinking a Red Bull right now, just so I have a little energy. So that's why you didn't bring birthday cake. You didn't want to expose yourself. I didn't want to expose. No, no temptation <laughs> okay. right there. Because it's my wife's birthday, and she's out there waiting to go to dinner. Yeah, happy right birthday. There. That's right. Happy birthday, wife. wife. Tracy, wife. Yes. I can say her name. She, okay. She's not going to sue me. Oh. But no. other people might tonight. I'm, I'm keeping a list. Okay. My thing that I gave up for Lent, traditionally, I give up something that I probably won't do anyways. Just as the joke. We never did Lent growing up. I was, I was Lutheran for the first years of my life, and then we were Methodist from then on. Really? And Methodists apparently don't. Yeah. I wasn't really fully aware of Lent until I was an adult. I didn't realize my boss was Methodist until he was telling me. I asked him what he was giving up for Lent. He goes, I'm Methodist. I, don't <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh. So- so, so yeah, the the whole Lent thing is a little bit lost on me. The ashes on the forehead thing always kind of freaked me out, and, <laughs> and, and actually still kind of does to this day. Because the only biblical justification for stuff on your forehead is uh, antichrist symbols. Yes, which I'm not sure that's even in the Bible, anyways. But no, but that's like propaganda. Yeah, yeah, so. it's it's one of those. No, the only thing, w- reason why it wears me out is I'm always reminded of those old war stories where people are dying and they go through and they do the the. Tra- Trauma. Have you ever seen that? There's been a mass casualty 
scenario of some sort. And as people are going through everyone, they are looking at the people and like, oh, you can't be saved. You're dead. You can. Okay, I'm going to put a black mark on your forehead and I'm going to put a blue mark on yours and keep on moving, which means you're uh, dead. Okay, gotcha. And you can't, there's nothing we can do. Gotcha. We don't have time to save you type thing. And so that's why I immediately think of every time I see the Lynn thing. So Tracy's in the studio. Happy what? birthday, Tracy. Happy birthday, Hi. Tracy. So what are we, uh, 25, 26? 29 and holding. Wow. Jelly. Very nice. For a while now. You're like yeah. super younger than me now. That's cool. Yeah. You go for the young chicks. That's right. Nice. That's right. Cred. <laughs> Trophy wife. <laughs> well, it happens. Some people luck out, you know. What's you doing? I just thought I'd pop in. Ooh. Ooh that's right. Our, 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 our official third co-host who I never invited into the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's well, I'm usually, when you record, I'm usually either still at work or I'm at the gym. I know. So we try to wrap these works. things up and, ki- and kick Jason out before you get here. Yeah. It's like an affair and happen with a podcast. Exactly. Except for, you know, you want to get out this so you can get edited and better. That's right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's like how you're chatting with with that person like while they're asleep. Yes. I, I assume that's how affairs work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it sounds pretty accurate for somebody who's claiming no knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. We read a lot of novels. But, uh, but, but you know, I, I'm, I'm here editing podcasts while you're asleep, so it's kind of like that. i got to edit out all the ums and so. I do a lot of so. Um, um, I leave a lot of them in because it really does have the desired effect of me trying to decide what I'm going to talk about. And apparently I have a roundabout way of talking. What I uh, gave up for Lent is... My, my traditional thing of giving up for Lent is killing hobos. And, I'm glad you... And, uh, I know the hobos are you know, sleeping easy. So far, I've had a perfect Lent record of not killing hobos. Yep. This year, I decided to give up giving up things. Let that sink in a minute. Very meta. So anything I start in the next 40 days, I'm not going to give up. Now we're, we're locked into this podcast until we're finished recording. Well, I'm getting ready. There, there, there's, no, there's no getting away from it now. I, I'm stuck here for 40 days now because we're oh, locked shit. in. Ah! Okay. Well, it's not giving up. It, it's finishing. Well, yeah. I, I thought this was a life. Well, once this thing clicks on a 45 minutes or so, we're going to we're gonna wrap it up. We're going to go until I have a heart attack at 60. The next thing you know, uh, Mike will replace me with a younger version of someone, again, into movie or geek news or whatever. Yeah. There you go. RGCWV. There you go. Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. Oh, wait, listen to this week's episode. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, we, we got you in there for a second. I know. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I love this guy coming up here. He's really good. That was actually one of my favorite episodes because I actually sound like I am talking yes. properly. Yes. Generally, I heavily edit my part of this, well, the whole thing, but my part especially because I, I just stutter and um and I have a compilation track I'm working on. It's, it's 20 seconds long now of just uh, our stutters, and, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, we could probably set a beat to it and like remix it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do look forward to that. I, I bet you do. That track, that hot fire. That's right, hot fire. Well, I was coming in because you were talking about Lent. Oh, okay. oh, 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 and, and the ashes, and I was like, oh, this is coming close to the door. Okay. To my I, I th- no, I thought you were coming in for the later part. No, no. Well, we go with ashes and Lent. Come, come, come in and come in and tell me about the Lent because uh, you, you did the ashes on the forehead thing and I was a little I kind of stayed away from you that night no I mean it's not anything that I grew up doing I grew up Presbyterian and our local Presbyterian church does not do that were you aware of Lent as a kid I think very very minorly okay. I, it's not a, it's not a really huge thing for Presbyterians 
Um, but when I went to college, I started to make friends with a lot of Lutherans and Catholics. Mm. And then I started to see the ashes and I was like, well, wait a minute, hold on. What's going on here? And that's when I first started. I think that was when we kind of discovered it. Doing Lent and, and giving up things for Lent. And um, I remember when we were in college, you told me about it. I'd never really seen it still at that point. I'm a pretty antisocial person. I still remember my sophomore year in college, I gave up soda for Lent. And spring break fell in the middle of Lent and I went to <laughs> Disney World. Unless you didn't give up turkey legs. So that was a tough one because there's, I so mean, bad. you can pretty much, you pretty much can't swing a cat without hitting like a place to get Coke. Yeah, or a Coke commercial. So I, I drank a lot of lemonade when I was down in Florida. Ooh, that's a good loophole though. Yeah. I probably some decent lemonade. That's where the lemons live. Yeah. It was really good. I remember it was March and it was 90 degrees and 300% humidity. It was just way too hot. Like why? You just want to bathe in lemonade at that point. Pretty much. Or just plain water. Yeah. Well, what did you give up for Lent? I gave up um, buying lunch during the week. Oh, Because I'm really bad about... <laughs> he's got a funny story about that. Yeah. I'm really bad about not making any plans, not preparing, not figuring out what I want, and then spending $10 on a salad. What are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> I have a free birthday burrito from Moe's. You, you're going you're gonna to venture out that way? I'm going to venture out that way and get a burrito and some chips and probably some lemonade. Because even though I didn't give up soda for Lent, I gave up <clears throat> soda just in general for my health. So I'm going to live it up. Red Bull? Do it big time. Red Bull is my loophole for... Uh, that's, that's the only soda-based thing I drink now. Mm. That is soda. I only, I only drink it when we have to come in here. <laughs> but he was laughing because I went back to work on Tuesday, and I've kind of been gradually working up to longer and longer days. And I had a ton of stuff that I had to get done today because we brought on, like, 13 temps. So oh. I had to do orientation for them. And usually what happens on someone's birthday, they usually, like, everybody goes out to lunch for that person's birthday. But because we had an orientation and we had a bunch of stuff going on, that didn't happen. And the next thing I knew, it was 1.30. I didn't have any food with me. And I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to get to starve to death <laughs> today. Happy birthday. To me. Here's starvation. <laughs> so Mike is like, I got you. I'm going to have food delivered to you. Oh. Yeah, so I, I got to Johns.com and order her like like breadsticks and uh, breadsticks and, and wings and wings and had them delivered to the, to the plant. Sounds like romance to me. So I'm, I'm sitting there at my desk. Sorry, I bought her dinner tonight, so I don't have to now. <laughs> Off the hook. I'm sitting there at my desk thinking, okay, I got some food. Um, I'm going to try to finish this up and head out. And I'm literally just like fat kid in a candy store chowing down on these wings and these breadsticks. And the next thing I know, here comes like 10 people towards me and into my office. And I'm like, oh, oh, what, who, what's happening? Because the other tradition, other than going out for lunch, is that the quality manager goes to the cupcake company and buys a dozen cupcakes. Uh, the birthday person gets the first choice, and then everybody else picks cupcakes. So I'm sitting here, like, literally mouthful of food, and here comes everybody. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm glad I didn't get you a cookie pizza. Uh, yeah. If you would have gotten me a cookie pizza, I probably would have passed out and definitely not I almost did. So that was nice. Mm. So yes. I had a caramel macchiato flavored cupcake, and I got to bring uh, Snickers and cookies and cream home. So that's a fun story. Yeah. So, nice little banner on my office door that said happy birthday that, like, people have signed as they've gone by. So. Aww. And when I went back to work on Tuesday, I had, like, a welcome back, we missed you Aww. banner on my door. So, so I, I do have a question. How was, you know, your excellent adventure with my fiancé? It was 
amazing. I am so thankful that she did that for me because I know basically existing for a long period of time is painful and uncomfortable <laughs> for her, let alone sitting in a car and driving for, for four hours, two hours each way. Um, so I felt like the least I could do was treat her to lunch that oh, day. I think that was your phone buzzing. Yeah, we're all, like, my phone buzzed and his phone buzzed and then it fell. And it's, Must be a group chat. <laughs> it is. The group text is on fire. All right. We're, light, yeah. we're lighting it up tonight. Now we all check the group chats. Yeah, now we all, all right. check. Pause for group chat check. Thanks for coming in. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. So Try not to slam the door on my way out. That was you, good. you can't wait till I have editing powers. I can, I can wait till you leave. So, I want to follow up the uh, Embridges Are Burning episode. Okay. One, so my, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, apparently, everybody else's favorite episode because uh, that has like double as many listens as any other podcast we've had. First of all, Penalty Candy Bank. Okay. Uh, their logo still sucks. But that's not the point. Um, so, you know, the, the whole uh, Mr. Onky thing, obviously that was a joke. Yes. I mean, it, it's still a joke that could produce you know, something but fun you down the road. Fun. Yeah, yeah it, it's a fun thing. I love your commercial. It is the year of the pig. That's right. I'm actually looking at making actual commercials down the road for it, uh, but that's a whole other uh, story. So if you want to get millennials to bank with you, what you do, I'm thinking more Harrisonburg than anything, is you take... You find the hippest places that, that people go, like mm-hmm. the bars or what have you. Mm-hmm. You put an ATM in there mm-hmm. with the bank, and you make the, the fees free. Makes sense, yeah. People appreciate that. They take note of who is doing it, and they will consider banking with you in the future. So that's my millennial solution to... The uh, banking situation? That's right. Okay. And also fix your logo. Don't put it on the sign. Yes. That, that probably costs a lot of money. Yes. Secondly, we talked about the Treasure Mountain Festival... Yes. In that. Oh, oh, okay. To recap. Oh, I'm really on the edge of my seats now. <laughs> so to recap. Um, you sent a letter in. I sent a letter in asking for a resignation of a certain person who um, called our patrons names, losers, and what have you on Facebook. And I take it by your reaction and now your wife's reaction, you've got a response. Yes, I finally got a response. Actually, I got it like... A week ago or more, and we just don't check our mail that often. Oh, so, gotcha. so it had been sitting there for a while. So, anyways, I asked for this guy's resignation, and I added the ultimatum that if I did not get his resignation, then I would cease any activities that I had, which includes all production of the festival guide pictures. The pictures were always something that I kind of did on my own, anyways. Sure, it, it was never a part of the festival package. Sure, as a B. So, anyways, I got a letter. Are uh, we reading the letter and I would, back? I would like to read you like I'm, I'm going to put it online eventually. Okay, go for it. I so, would love but, to see this. But, but I will read it to you because, you know, it's a... It's an audio It's, it's an audio thing and not a visual thing. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm a terrible reader. It's quite possible I may redub this later. That's fine. Depending on how I do. But I don't know. Your reaction may be golden as well. Okay. So, this is dated February 22nd. Okay. And I just got it like two days ago in March. Yeah. Post office can be a little slow. Well, well, it's me. Yeah. I'm a little That's slow. Post office is slow. I can be slower. Fair enough. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Dear Mike, after careful consideration of all the facts and information presented to us, the association has decided that your services are no longer required. Okay. All right. And you kind of you kind of all that coming. You kind of expect that with an ultimatum. You sure. know, the, sure. the the point of the ultimatum is to make people uncomfortable. It's not to uh, get your way necessarily. Yes. Your point of ultimatum yeah. is to make a point. And to show, A, that something's wrong, and you don't care what the consequences comes to you. Exactly. You you know, ultimatums like that generally have a 20% success rate. Yeah. Well, they're they're going, whenever you have 
You see, and it's funny because now I feel like I'm at work now. But whenever <laughs> someone HR, goes HR in, person. Yeah, whenever someone goes into the meeting and they are already got, you know, if you don't do what I want to do, then I'm going to do this to you. Well, I don't care. Even if it's like, I'm going to give you jelly bops or whatever the case may be. Exactly. It's not going to be good because you're still holding people's feet to the fire. Exactly. And it's a double whammy because you are, A, trying to prove that they're wrong. And for them to accept your ultimatum, they have now accepted that what you say is correct. And they're going to take this. Too. Exactly. And and people don't like to do that. So, you know, the decision that I made ultimately was... You're going to quit. Um, well, yeah. Because either they're going to kick me out or I'm going to have to work with someone who talked to my community that way exactly. and, I, and i have no tolerance for that whatsoever sure we love this place you know, hence the podcast that's right and this guy's not even from here yeah he, he's a virginian there's, oh those commonwealths that's, that's right that's why we succeeded from that's uh, right probably all right both sides of the incident and the aftermath were considered by the association with equal care of attention to the actual f- events mm-hmm. the main deviation in the presentation of your facts air quotes facts this individual did apologize not only to you, but to the public on Facebook and to the association. All right. So, I, I, All right, let's break that apart. Th- this is where I take issue with this, okay? And I had to think about this because, like, I don't remember him apologizing to the public. Okay. And, and then I got thinking later, I was like, he couldn't have apologized to the public because I took his ability to apologize. communicate on Facebook away. Unless he apologized on his and, own personal. So what I realized is I apologized on the page the next day. The apology they're talking about is, is my your apology. apology for what he has done. Exactly. Interesting. But he's using your apology to say he apologized. Ah, uh, possibly so. So okay. so this is where I really take issue with it. Um association, of course he's gonna apologize to association because you know that's who he is in the doghouse with. Mm-hmm. And the apology to me was a sarcastic one mm-hmm. because I had just caught him in a lie. Mm-hmm. And that's when he decided to apologize. He mm-hmm. didn't apologize for the lie because he, he denied making that post. And I was like, well, here's a screenshot of it. And I didn't do it. I'm the only other admin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it wasn't it was kind of a, you know, I'm sorry that I did this. It was sorry that I got caught. <laughs> you know, that is the five-year-old thing. Yes. You know. <clears throat> but it shows lack of maturity on his side as well. Go ahead. So he deeply regrets his actions, and as such, the association feels that there is no need for any further action on its part towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All right, so now we're now we're down into the nitty-gritty. You okay, nitty-gritty it up. Actually, I don't care about this. I ask you to return the association, the artwork for the layout of the program guide, and all of the artwork necessary to produce any and all logos for the association. Which, of course, you will. Yeah. No. These items are the property of the association and do not belong to you. Okay. Sure. Please return them to another person immediately upon receipt of this letter. I haven't done that yet. Preferably on a flash job with the name of the graphics and programs used. Nope. You're not going to do that? <laughs> well, I'm not going to. I mean, you can give it back to them through an email or something. Right? No, I, I can put it on a flash drive. But, okay. But, you know, they can figure out what's on there. It's, oh, I get what you say. They want you to organize that yeah. flash drive. Oh. Yeah. I mean, oh. it's it's organized the way I organize it. So well, that's, that's, that's you're, that's you're giving back the material. That's fine. Actually, if, if, if it can all be emailed, she will accept it by email. That's fine, too. Yeah, there you go. The assistant regrets this sort of action on our part is necessary. Um, I'm, I regret that I had to do that to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here we are. No, you don't. You don't regret that you had to do that. Well, now, I regret that there, there, was, there was a reason to do it. Yeah. Okay, you want my two cents? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
This is just my two cents now. I'm just being your buddy here. First and foremost, you're saying that there are certain items in that letter you've received that are error, correct? Correct. So, you need to write a response letter. That's what I was thinking I was going to have to do. And you need to clarify what matters they are talking about. The apology that he made to you and say, the apology that you're referring to was not a sincere apology. It was made sarcastically. And document your dates. The mm-hmm. second thing you need to address then is the the public acknowledge was un is unlikable unless he did it on his own Facebook account or in an open letter in the paper or something like that. Yeah. Because I was the only one with the access to admin right. rights. Therefore, the apology you're referring to is the one I made on behalf of the organization. I know I, I was out getting gas when I realized that, and I was like, "Damn it!" Yes. <laughs> You know, at the pump, it's a lot of that could. Because you're thinking things through. Yeah, well, it, oh. it, it, something clicked there with me. Because I, I thought about that for like a day before I realized that that's what that apology was. Yes, because you're sitting there thinking, oh, man, I'm in. Because you're thinking, am I just being a, a, a butt? Because I'm not remembering him apologizing and this and that. Yeah. But then it comes to that. So I, I will address that. And all I, again, I do believe in two sides of each story. But I'm only going right. by your side of the story. But from what you've just told well, me. I, mean, I understand their side, too. Yeah. They're in a hard place, and, and I put them there, so... Yes, but at the same... I mean, you can, obviously, you give them back their material and all that kind of stuff. Of course. And that's not goes without saying. But at the same time, the point of what you've done and the point of your rebuttal letter should be because of their inability to control this member of the council, mm-hmm. it has now lost them another member who did a lot of work during their festivities. Well, I think they're aware of that, though. That, but... <laughs> But you put it in black and white, and even mm-hmm. though if they're aware of it, now they know. This is my... Well, see, well, well the other thing is... I think I just blew you, because you didn't expect me to be like, you need to take it even farther and say, no, I'm not going down with him. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I guess I probably wasn't expecting that. From, my, from me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like people talking about my friends, so I immediately, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. immediately go on a yeah. uh, buddy friend thing going, what? No, that's wrong, but go ahead, sorry. It doesn't address the larger issue, too, and, you know... So you my, got someone who doesn't really care my, about the public? My, my stuff, again, you know, he doesn't care about this community. Yeah. He cares about, you know, making money for the vendors. Yeah. But not the local organization vendors. Yes. Like, he, he has a history of animosity towards them. I've I've watched him get into shouting matches with them before. I've seen it myself, actually. And yeah, and I, I have. I've seen him get in shelling matches with my family members. But I didn't want to say that before because I, you know, I didn't want to add. Yeah, and I, I have seen messages that he has sent to the local vendors, you know, absconding them for various things that mm-hmm. they have no control over. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we spent a lot of time putting out those fires. Yeah. Um, and dealing with not not just the local vendors, but the vendors who were coming here from far away on that festival. Mm-hmm. And the, that kind of went above and beyond as far as what I'm being paid to do. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to turn that stuff back in. I may not do it right away. I, well, I'm not I'm not contractually obligated to turn it over any time. See, that's not burning bridges. In my opinion, Mr. Well, Mallow, that right there is standing true to who you are. I, well, that's a big old pile of ash, I think. Yes. Uh, well, but that is you... That, that is you pissing on the asses and saying the hell with this. I don't even care about this crap because no offense, it wasn't a good bridge to be on. Yeah. My other thing is I've been I've worked on this project since I was eighteen. No, mm-hmm. nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first one I did went to press on my twentieth birthday. That's how long I've been doing it. I'm thirty. I'll be thirty-eight uh, this summer. Wow. 
So I've been doing this for 18 years and I've only had one summer as an adult where I've had any kind of freedom to not worry about getting that thing done. So I'm I'm looking forward to not worrying about freedom of summer. Yes. That's great. We can watch movies. We can work on driving. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. You're going to have a kid. That's going to be. That's okay. You're gonna to want to not be there. I think that's gonna be some prime time. Do you want me to do right a sidebar for you on this one? All right. So sidebar, I went back to Martha. So um, I don't know if we had, you know, we had the conversation last week. You, me, and Jason, we were sitting around just recap people listening. And I was saying, hey, there's a comic con in DC the week after oh, Easter. Yeah. And Mike and and our other friend looks at me and goes, "What's your kid do?" And it's the following weekend after that. Yeah. And they're like, maybe we don't go to Comic-Con. So I go back and I tell Martha this. And Martha's like, oh, forget that. We're going to go to Comic-Con. I was like, what happened to a kid? <laughs> then we have a kid in D.C. Who cares? And I was like, okay. Wow. And I was like, man, you're going hardcore on this thing. Right? Well, well, I guess the thing, too, is she you know, she had her, her first kid a month early yeah. and drove three hours. She, thinks, <laughs> she, she literally, yeah, she did. She literally thinks that we'll probably have the kid in like two weeks is what she's thinking. She, so she you, thinks, you think it's going to be around before then? She thinks, I can tell you what, she thinks it's going to be popping out here at the beginning of April. Okay. That's well, what well, well, that would be a, a month early. So oh. that works. So, so she's she's planning on taking a newborn to Comic Con. She's planning on taking a newborn to Comic Con. Uh, newborn. And I don't know if I am up for that. I would prefer we you know give the newborn and Marion to babysitter while we go to Comic Con. But there you go. I don't know if that's gonna fly. Fun. So, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, I learned a long time ago. It's whatever she wants. I'm, I'm happy regardless. To make this fun, because, you know, this, that's a lot of heavy drama right there. Sure. I love and, it, but and, that's just me. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, that's in our Pendleton County blood. Yes. Our West Virginia blood. Yes. That's the most West Virginia thing this week is our blood towards drama. That's that's right. I love it. I, I hate it personally. Well, I, I hate being part, part of, of it. it. Yes. yes. I'm right there yeah, with you. I what, hate being part of it. What, what, I love what, drama. Watching with popcorn in my hand. That's, yes. that's a whole other thing. Well, that's why. That, I, I know I've talked about this before, but that's why I go to the moose. It's not because... I'm trying to get drunk and forget about my problems. I love going down and just watching the drama unfold. I'm sitting around, and I'll instigate it, most mm. of it, too. I'll be like, what's going on with so-and-so? And I'll just sit back and watch yeah. as the crowd takes me in. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite moment down there with, with people drama. Oh. Um, and, of course, you know, no names. And actually, so he was sitting there at the bar. He was telling a story. He was drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. His wife comes in and starts screaming at him. To, to come home and all that and he just kind of stops he doesn't turn around he just sits there and like kind of shrinks his shoulders a little bit and and just you know waits and waits and she's just shouting and shouting and shouting and she finally turns around and leaves and said you better be home and closes the door he pauses for a second and he just continues his story <laughs> <laughs> and, and then <laughs> yeah i don't think they worked out <laughs> he, he uh it goes on for another couple minutes and someone goes hey i think you better go home <laughs> and, he's like, and i remember that. he's like yeah i guess i better go <laughs> Is that the thing we can talk about? Is it is the loyal order that we can't talk about what happens at the moose? No, I, I tell everyone what happens. Okay, at the cool. Moose, yeah. So what happens at the moose doesn't stay at the moose. No, probably. definitely not. In fact, I've heard a lot of people lose a lot of marriages. What happens? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's another story. Fair enough. So, anyways, to, to make but, the, no, but but I will disclaimer right here. I love going to moose. It's a wonderful organization. It's very well clean. We're very well managed. The drinks are very well reasonable, and the food there, excellent. If you they got food again? Oh my god, so good. 
I love going to the Moose. Every time I'm there, they don't have food. <laughs> well, they only do it. They only do the food Thursday, Friday, and Saturday okay. nights. Say, I only go twice a year. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We need to go more. I have a feeling when this baby popping out, I'm going to be like, hey, Mike, let's go to the Moose and do one of these. <laughs> See, I, I was the opposite. Like, I stopped going to the Moose after I had a kid. Oh, well. <laughs> so, anyway, so to make this fun, I made a top 10 list. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. Letterman style. So, add that to the, the list of people who are going to sue us this week. Okay. Um, okay. And literally, this is my first person on my list of people who, who will see me this week. John Denver's ghost. <laughs> so, he, so I'm more worried about him than, than yeah. I am. Because um, that sucker might come after us. That's we, right. We seen some weird stuff. <laughs> he, he may be dead, but his lawyers ain't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so to, to make this fun, I wanted to uh, create a top ten list of other ways to make the festival worse. Oh, other ways to make the festival worse. Okay. All right. So, without further ado, number ten. Print the annual shirts on wool. Ooh. Stylish and quite on. They get you through the winter, at least. <laughs> you need to put some gold bond on before you put it on, though. Exactly. Exactly. Number nine. Instead of tossing horseshoes, toss actual horses. <laughs> okay. Going to be some hernias there. But you for, know. Especially for the horses. People, people just sit down there and do it all weekend. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Eight, so this one's a kind of kind of a dated reference. Replace the cloggers with river dance. Yeah, yeah, I can um, see that. Add Michael Flatley to the list of yeah. lawsuits. <laughs> uh, number seven. Move the parade from Main Street to Confederate Street. <laughs> Which that's more of a geography joke. Um hmm. uh, Confederate Street in Franklin goes from uh, it's like a two hundred two hundred foot stretch that goes from uh, Bottom of the town. Are you already back in for this stuff? Okay. Are you back for this? Yeah. All right. This Hi. doesn't make me. Welcome back. I Welcome think... back, Tracy. Did, did you catch some of those? I'm not yeah. Gonna... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So number six. You should do your commercial break right there. Then welcome back. That's we true. have Tracy's wife with us right now. Tracy, oh, Tracy's wife. Mike's wife right here. Tracy. All, All right. right. So we should just call you Tracy. Quick commercial break now. And we're back. Hey, what's going on? It's Tracy. Right. She's back in with us. On with the list. Number six. Switch the potatoes out for beets. Nice. Shroot Everyone farms. loves beets. Shroot farms. There's beets. Almost Star Galactica. That's right. Number five. Switch the pie out for cake. <laughs> I actually like that idea. I'm sorry. I'm all for cake. Let them eat cake. <laughs> Jason and I both went, hey. Hey, yeah, I like well, that. Well, may, may Martha it, would hate it. Wait a I, minute. You're on to something, Mr. Mallow. Right, right. You're giving them good ideas. I'm going to move that to the good list. So, so what we'll do, um, because they hate the um, non-profit ones so much, we'll start a for-profit cake group. <laughs> And we'll just sell cake. Just all we use do cake. I mean, if you right. like the cupcake company has a truck. Oh. You'd probably be like, hey, would you be interested in doing but this? But they're making the money. And you, yeah. you didn't get to be the vendor person. Yeah, but I maybe we get maybe we get like a ten percent cut or something like that for getting them over. A finder's fee. A finder's I enjoy fee. baking, but not yeah. to that. Now, now, quick aside, also that weekend, Mothman Festival. We could we could take our cake truck on over there and sell it. Mm. I kind of want to go to that instead. I just kind of want to, you know, hear the legend of the Mothman. That's right. They're called that, Parkersburg people. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm I, actually, uh, I, I knew a girl from Point Pleasant, and like when I met her, she, and she says she's from Point Pleasant, I says, oh, Mothman. She goes, you only get one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be like, so have you seen them? <laughs> Not really. Okay. God, I blew my chance on that. <laughs> uh, I've been like that. Uh, what number was that one? Oh, uh, the cake one. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so I might move that one to the good column. All right, number four, funnel cake, but made it from actual funnels. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you made like a disgusted face. That, that, that was a joke. You can't actually make funnel cake that way. I know, but I thought about it and like the melted plastic and then like reconstituted in the batter and... Yeah, it, exactly. I made myself sick a little. All right, number three. Move from the third week in September to the third week in January. <laughs> going to be a lot of people with that fort burning. That's right. <laughs> Up against it, rubbing their hands together. I'd do that. Actually, I'd do that anyways because it's mm. usually cold that, at night that time of year. Number two, fill the fort with puppies before lighting them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but these are bad puppies. These are the ones that haven't... You know, well, well, these, are, these are things that make it more unpopular. I, I, you, you missed that part. I know. No, I know. But that one was too mean. <laughs> that, one hit, that one hit you in the feels. <laughs> Had the fort burning reenactment, but done by puppies. Which is cute to start out with until the massacre starts. This was replacing the joke. Uh, and also, David Dave Letterman's number ones always sucked. Yeah, that's right. I, I was, think that was the joke. Oh, was that kind of the <laughs> It joke? had to be because uh, they were always bad. Was. I know. Right, yes. Actual number one. Okay. Narrowly defined heritage as a period between 1961 and 1978. <laughs> I like that. Because, one. because I'd go to costume, I mean, I'd do costume contests if I could wear bell bottoms. They're close enough, really, with a lot of the stuff that they sell <laughs> and a lot of the vendors that they allow and the fact that they've pretty much pushed out all of the nonprofit local food vendors. Yeah, we touched on that. Did I ever get to that point? You know, there's, there's been this issue for years with the local vendors being pushed out, the, mm-hmm. the nonprofit groups. And, you know, I wasn't blind to it. But as long as they were still doing well, I was willing to keep, chug- keep chugging along. And, you know, we've lost plenty in, in this time period since. I've been salty since the Catholic ladies stopped bringing their apple dumplings. I guess I wasn't too attached Bam! to apple dumplings. I agree. Oh, that's Andres been a while, too. That's been... It's been a good 10 years, hasn't Yeah, it? a long time. Yeah. I remember the year that happened. I remember all going to Treasure Mountain and looking around going, where the fuck is it going apple dumplings? <laughs> I ended up having to get an apple dumpling at a restaurant. Me, too. I because went... they weren't there. I went to the corner shop, and I just did the whole, I guess, can I have an apple dumpling, I please? did the exact same thing. But you at least still help, helping a local business. I did the exact same thing. I did, thing. of course. But And, you know, I was discussing this whole situation with a friend that isn't local and doesn't, you know, know all of the local politics mm-hmm. and everything that goes along with this. And I said, you know, I, I hate to see the local food vendors go. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss the apple dumplings, and I miss um, the Presbyterians used to have the booth with hot dogs and hamburgers and all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. My fat behind loves the fact that within 500 feet, I can get a crab cake, barbecue, a gyro, and Chinese food. Like, I'm not complaining about that. It's like a pub crawl, but with (laughs) truck food. Yeah. That doesn't help our community at all. Exactly. I remember when I first started going, there were, and I don't mean this as like a bad thing, like carny food, right. like the, the food trucks. You call them? There yeah. were one or two of them, and then everything else was local. Yeah. But now it's in one small area. You have all of the local food, yep. with the exception of the Rurtons and their barbecue in the lower lot. And the ham stand up top. Yeah. But everything else is in the town parking lot, and even that's not all local. No. And then everything else is out of area vendors that literally, that's all they do during fair and festival season. Every single weekend, they go to a different location and sell. The local vendors have been told, and maybe this isn't public knowledge, that if they drop out, then they can be replaced. And they will be replaced by people from outside. And I'm sure you know that too, being with the... Maybe I knew about that. 
Maybe that's why I'm not too crazy about some of the things that's happened in the last couple of years. So, but the fact that they would give that much authority to somebody who, first of all, is not even a local themselves and second of all is directly part of the group that he is supposed to be in charge of and supervising Mm -hmm. is just i can't even wrap my head around it well they tend to put people with self-interest in charge of the things that they were self-interested in and i mean i i do understand that because i remember um when i was actually a part of the association and i was the secretary for the Mm -hmm. association the person that was in charge of the craft vendors was a craft vendor it's such a bad idea because Obviously, an outside food vendor is going to favor the outside is, food. It's going to favor the outside food vendors, and it's yeah. going to tell the locals. Those are his traveling buddies. You can be replaced. <clears throat> yeah, like the idea that a somebody as part of a local community festival would tell a Ruritan club or a church group, if you don't do this, you can be replaced. Yeah, boggles my mind. So, oh, yeah. drama. And the sad truth of the matter is. Like so many things, when you start substituting and putting in outside vendors into something that's supposed to be a hometown, ten years from now, people aren't going to go to the festival and because they're going to look at it as two things: it's just a money pit, or they're going to look at it as it's just nothing more than a time. It's nothing more than a tradition that's gone way overboard with food vendors that no one knows who the heck they are. Right. And the only people, you know, or they'll go. But they'll make a beeline for the Treasure Mountain building because they'll know they'll find local vendors in there. And that's about it. And it's very few, more and more, every year again. So eventually, you don't have that anymore. Right. You know, I remember being a kid. Now I'm going to sound like an old man. I remember when I was a young feller. <laughs> but we would we would walk around town and you would find a vendor on every street. Yeah. And you would find people selling stuff all over the place. And the hot spot was up top at the... Um, Upper in the town lot there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the lower part was always the, the kids went down place. I say, I, I remember the, the upper lot and then just going like the, the businesses up there. Like walking around, they had all the crafts oh, and stuff know, set up that there. That was the coolest thing. I remember being so pumped. I would go into the video store mm-hmm. and get a video. Yeah. Thing. I'm going to really take myself. I remember getting something called a VCR. VHS. A VHS. <laughs> I don't remember what they were called. That's right. It's been so long. It was a square thing with film in it, and you would play it, and all this kind of stuff. Rectangular. I remember going on in there, but you know, you go into the store, and they always have all these uh, old style crafts and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day of the nineteen uh, nineties or late eighties. Or late eighties, something like that. So we better wrap this up because we got to get to a birthday dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 she, I think she's looking hungry now. Okay. Uh, she's. She definitely came in here kind of cranky. Kind of hangry. No, it was really more just genuinely angry because this whole situation makes me want to swear and throw things. It's okay. It's See, guess. She was still recovering from surgery when I got the letter, so I, I waited. I told her I got it and what it was about. I didn't let her read it till uh, yesterday. You were expecting yeah. to feel boobarific. And- I, I, I didn't want her boobs to go flying off. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was specifically told to avoid doing anything that would raise my heart rate or blood pressure. <clears throat> and, I mean, that made me angry well, enough that, that it did both. That could have been the end result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, off, gone. This has been West by Pod. We are hungry. We're going to go eat something and probably have cake or pie. Hey, apparently let, cake is more popular than I expected. Let them eat cake. That's right. Let them eat all the cake. <laughs> Y'all have a good night, everybody. Ear holes, yada yada. Pendleton LLC. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> West by Pod is a production of Pendleton New Media LLC.